folks. Welcome back to the Field and Garden Podcast. It's Lisa Mason Ziegler of the Gardener's Workshop, and I am so glad that you're here to join me. And friends, today I have put together two of the conversations that I have had with some pretty amazing flower entrepreneurs. You know, as I am interviewing so many of the students of our courses, people that have started or are growing their businesses and expanding, I am I am just so excited and empowered and inspired by these people. Um, I am learning things that, you know how you have your own way of looking at stuff? Well, when you talk to other people that are kind of doing some of the things that you are, but they come at it from a whole different direction, it is so eye-opening. And so is the case of the two folks um, that I'm going to, we're going to listen to the replays of. I interviewed two students of Ellen Frost's. Ellen Frost's course, you know, Growing Your Business with Locally Sourced Flowers. And that is a really interesting mix of people. We have people that have become a part of her um, course that are in all aspects of the business. And so I'm really getting a, a really interesting shining. But I will tell you what has come through in all of the discussions is that learning what your why is. Why do you do what you're doing? And when you find your why, it leads you to everything else. And it leads you to who your people are. And that's one of the strongest suits that I think that Ellen really has. She leads you to find your why, then to how to find your people and how to connect and build relationships. Not only with farmers, if you're trying to source locally and how to work with them, and I mean, that whole gamut of wonderful things, but they can be really challenging things if you have no clue how to do it. And I will tell you as a farmer, we don't have time to educate people. Um, So Ellen does all that, but the rest of the story is she shows you how she has built this amazing community of her people that she serves in many different ways. She's built her whole business on it. She and her husband, Ellen's husband, Eric, this is their livelihood. This is their, this is what they do. And they do it really well. And they do it with a life beyond. And that's what Ellen helps you to find. And so first, out of the gate, um, I want you to listen in on an interview that I did um, with Amy of Drive-By Flowers. She is located in Northern Virginia, and she is, um, I mean, I really enjoyed talking to her because she has been very sensible. She has this love of doing this, but she's the mother of a young family. She has a husband that has a business. Um, so they do have a little bit of flexibility of working um, at their businesses, right, of helping each other out. And Amy is actually a designer, and she does grow some. She has just started growing more. She is a designer, but yet she's not really doing what some people are, how they dive in and start doing lots of weddings. 
Amy is doing a really what I consider a super unique niche, and that is she is serving her community um, by doing those day-to-day deliveries. And we hear from people all the time, well, what if I, you know, my aunt died and I would really love for them to have your flowers or local flowers, you know, not the flowers that, you know, you get at a, a conventional flower shop. And that's what Amy is doing. She is doing those. You can, she, you have to check out her website. I'll put the links to all this in the show notes. Um, her le- website, drivebyflowers.com, she has e-commerce on there where you can purchase arrangements or wrapped flowers, and she does delivery there in her community. So let's just take a step back and let's listen um, to my conversation with Amy of Drive By Flowers. Hey friends, it's Lisa Ziegler dropping in again because we are going to have an amazing discussion again tonight. Um, I am going to be talking to Amy of Drive-By Flowers, and I just cannot wait um, to learn more about her and her business. So, Amy, if you just touch the little video camera, there it is. She knows. She's a pro at this. Nope, that's not her. So, Amy, there it is. I'm going to send you an invite. So, I'm just loving shit. Hey, Amy. Hey, Lisa. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Just fine. Thank thank you so much for joining me here tonight. Yeah. um, I'm really excited to talk to you. You know, I don't know if you caught my discussion. I guess it was a couple of nights ago with Becca, who is another um, florist event person that is sourcing locally. And I'm just really so excited and invigorated after talking. And I know your conversation is going to be the same. Um, when I was, I kind of stalked you a little bit today and um, it's pretty impressive what you've done. So thank you so much. And tell me how you say your last name. Is it Cordy? Yep, you got it. Okay. Okay. So everybody, for anyone that I haven't met before, my name is Lisa Mason Ziegler and um, I am with the Gardener's Workshop. And we are just carrying a big old banner about getting the word out about local flowers and just about community and about why all the wonderful reasons we should be doing it like our grandparents did decades ago. And we're going to, I've been talking to people that are actually doing it. You know, it's really interesting to research something and think, oh, maybe I could do that. But to hear from people that are doing it is just really, really awesome. So Amy, I would ask you first, tell us, um, introduce yourself, tell us where you are and just tell us kind of how you came to be doing this and what it is you're doing. Yeah. So I'm Amy Cordy. I am the owner of Drive-By Flowers. So we are about uh, like an hour or so outside DC. And I, I would say we're probably what people would consider, city folk would consider the rural, beginnings <laughs> of the rural uh, part, just outside Northern Virginia. So not that far though from DC. Um <clears throat> So I actually have a background in clinical counseling. I went to, I completed my master's in in counseling and I did that. But when I began, uh, when I got married, I actually sourced local flowers from a, like, pick your own farm in Loudoun County. And I didn't know anything about flowers. I didn't know what a dahlia was. I didn't know that I had them in my bouquet. Um, But I loved the, it was just like the most peaceful, enjoyable thing ever. Um, And I, I, 
did my own wedding flowers, but then that was nine years ago. And so um, I remember talking to a designer uh, who I now freelance for uh, probably three years ago. And she told me what she did. And I said, man, if I could do anything, I would be, I would do your job. Like if money was no, it would, I would do your job. She said, you right. should go do that. You should go do that. So um, yeah. So really probably I incorporated in 2020. So again, just like Becca smack dab in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> what, what better time to do that? Um, <clears throat> so I really kind of jumped in, but I'd done friends weddings and things like that. Um, using mostly local flowers over the last three or four years. So. So are you growing at all or are you strictly a designer? So are you a farmer florist or a florist or what do you classify yourself as? I don't even know, Ellen. Um, I, yes, I grew, I do grow. I started growing. So about three years ago, uh, I had kind of a moment where my, and a lot of us have these moments. My grandfather, who I was really close with, passed away um, pretty suddenly and he was a grower. He grew vegetables, but he actually went to school to study horticulture and he dropped out to become a long haul truck driver when he, his wife, my grandmother got pregnant. He never really realized that dream, but he grew roses. Um, and so after he passed away, I went to our nearest nursery and I just bought a bunch of roses, which I still haven't figured out roses. I haven't figured out. Um, but I started growing that season and really I bought your book, um, cool flowers and, and dove into that in the. December, January timeframe and, and kind of kept going with it. So I do grow. I, I have an acre. Um, I really just sort of set out to grow what I wanted to design with. So I, a lot of the colors, a lot of the shapes, uh, rather than specific varieties, your line flowers and your mass flowers and flutter flowers and things like that. So I do grow, but I, I uh, really, it's a very small portion of what I end up using. Sure. And so well, who is your main market? Um, do you do a lot of events or are you doing day-to-day -day stuff or are you doing all of the above? It's a lot more daily deliveries right now, which I really enjoy. Um, so special occasions and things like that. I do, I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to get into weddings. I did. Uh, I have an a la carte menu on my website and I thought, you know, I have three little ones. So that'll, that'll do me. That would be great. Um, I have yeah. taken on some some full service weddings, so I have one this weekend. So I think I'm really going to enjoy that too. But uh, right now, still focused on really the people of my county and then and my town doing the daily deliveries. Sure, and you know I think that that it's just such a smart business decision to recognize the fact that you have three little ones really screams that you don't have time to be doing a lot of weddings, you know, and to find another way. And I want to talk about your website and all of that. How would you say business is going in general for you since you've started kind of officially, you know, kicked it out and going for it? I think it's, it's, it's something that I want to, I have to temper myself. I have to be real ruthless with my time and how much I do devote to it. Um, but it's there. I think in our, um, in our town, in our community, there's a need for it. And I see the style and people really like the style. So there are two other, um, really two other brick and mortar floors. And I, I have a home studio for right now. The big goal would be to move into a retail space. That'd be awesome. Um, and one just retired recently. And so there's a space, I think, in, in the market for both 
sure. uh, for the loose airy design style garden gathered and then for really the local flowers. Uh, we are really fortunate in this area to have a lot of growers, I think. So um, it's going it's going well. Certainly a profitable first year, which is really exciting for me. Yes. So here you, you really wonder, am I going to take a loss? And it's, it's like, okay, year one, we made a profit. That's good. <laughs> sure. And so what I want to talk about, because I went to your website and I have to tell you, so one of your descriptions, it might actually be on your homepage that you were, you were describing your designs and you talked about, or you had verbiage that basically said you wanted the flowers to look like somebody had just walked around a garden and selected them and grabbed them up. You know that when I got married 26 years ago, I went to four and I was not a gardener then even, you know, I mean, I had a shade garden. I wasn't into flowers at all. But I knew that's exactly what I said to four different florists. I said, I want my, we had, a, we had a small family wedding in my mother's living room. I said, I want a bouquet of flowers that it looks like I just went out and cut them and put them together and wrapped a piece of ribbon around them. And they all looked at me like I had four eyes or something, you know, and the last one got it. Um, but when I read your website today, it's like, that's the perfect description. I mean, that is really that's a really, I think that's kind of a really important part of all of the whole local is, you know, making flowers. We don't need to make them beautiful. They're already beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. But what I wanted to say was when I was on your website, first off, your website is beautiful. It looks very well done. Um, did you do that yourself or did you hire it out? Or tell us about that process because there's a lot of people asking me about this. Yeah. Yeah, I would love, so So the short answer is we did do it in-house, but the big asterisk there with social media and with my website is that I have a husband who is very supportive and also works in this industry, so in yeah. that into social media, so I really lucked out in that sense. Yeah. I still would love to, just because of his, the cost on his time, uh, I really would still love to tweak a bunch of things and hire that out. That's not it. Never happen. ends. I'm 24 years in, and we are con we are having our website rebuilt again as we speak. We just had it done two years ago. I mean, it is a constant changing and moving. So, but the reason I asked is because um, it because you do e-commerce, which is a piece of a website. People don't understand that changes everything. Um, I mean, when you start taking people's credit card numbers, you have to, you know, cover all those bases. And as I'm starting to teach, today was the first day of school for my basic class. I'm already getting questions about websites. And yeah. I was just curious. So you are very fortunate to have your man that, you know, I'm married to a plumber. So there's benefits there. <laughs> but it's social media <laughs> and IT support is pretty dadgum amazing. Yeah. So Tell us a little bit, so what led you to Ellen's course? Um, so I didn't even say that yet, that um, Amy was a student of Ellen Frost, who is our superstar local sourcer designer who only uses locally sourced flowers in Baltimore. And she has an online course um, called Florist School Online, but it's not really just for florists, growing your business with local flower sourcing. And um, we'll talk, I'll tell you in a minute about how you can learn more. But Amy, how did you come to, to take Ellen's course? And which class were you? Um, this is her third class this year. Were you the first or the second? I think it was the first. Well, no, it might have been the second. It was, it was January, January. That was the first. Yeah. That was the first one. 
Yes. Yeah. So I heard about it through you because I started following you from, from really growing and, and learning the process of growing. Then I was followed your, I'm on your email list and those sorts of things. I had heard of her because from the outset, from the, the time that I started Drive by Flowers, I knew I wanted to source locally 100% if possible. And so I started kind of paying attention. Instagram is the great, I think it's the great connector, really. Yeah. That's how I found a lot of the growers that I, that I work with regularly. And, and so connecting with her on social media um, really then, then kind of saw both of you sharing it and thought I, of all the things that I need to invest in my education about this would be at the top of the list. So, yeah, so that was the first class then. So, you know, I feel like one of the things that, you know, every, every, each student I speak to, that's one of Ellen's students, I learned something new about the class that people look at things in a very different way. And so tell us, what was your, what do you feel like helped you the most out of the class? What were you looking to learn about and was that fulfilled? Mm -hmm. Yeah, gosh, there were so many things, Lisa. It was such a great class. It is. I still look back at the notes pretty regularly because I, and I think you may have said this with, uh, in your chat with Becca. It's just depending on where you are in your business, things become relevant over time. So I yeah. think the biggest thing right now uh, that I keep referring back to is, so she really does a great job of breaking down the, the nuts and bolts of connecting with local farmers and what that looks like down to, you know, how they order their availability lists right. don't, that were really practically helpful. But I also think the larger picture of how, and I've talked to her on the phone, even, even just a couple weeks ago, she's so great about that. You know, she's, She's like, hey, I'll call you. You know, it's 7 a.m. Okay. And I'm like, yes, that's, thank you. <laughs> you know? She's, she is an amazing teacher. You know, I mean, she is, she loves to help other people and empower them. And what she has to teach is the stuff. Yes. Yeah. So, so she really, so the, the business side of developing the value proposition to your clients was huge in that course. And so, you know, even now I'm going back and thinking through, well, what is local to me? Is that, you know, and, and how can I be transparent about, um, you know, am I able to source hundred percent locally? Um, you know, what are my sort of concentric circles and putting thought into local. And then we moved to Virginia and then Maryland or Southern Virginia, or sort of beyond that to States outside of that to American grown and to imports. If I, if I must, which with daily deliveries, that's never been a need. So, um, just thinking through all of that, her sort of process in the course of helping you to determine that and then really figure out who your flower people are is, is all really helpful. I could go on and on. I really could. You know, I mean, I do think that I never really, I never really pursued that point of who is my customer. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, well, I was fortunate for me because I had customers, you know, I didn't have to really pursue that. But I think in this um, landscape and day where people are so used to global everything, I mean, you order it and it's on your porch tomorrow, um, we really have to say, you know, excuse me, <laughs> this is what's different. This is what you're missing. And um, one of the things I really came away from Becca's talk is, you know, I feel like brides really are looking for theirs 
to be more special than anybody else's, their event, their weddings, their whatever, their flowers that they sent, you know, to Aunt Judy or whoever, how much more special is a community produced product that's sustaining people? You know, I mean, it's just getting deeper and deeper for me. Um, I posted today on Instagram that it's like when you stand on the top of this flower pile now and look how we've reached all over the world, which I know is very exciting perhaps for some people, but when you think about the logistics of it, it gets less and less warm and fuzzy and romantic. Each layer of plastic or product sprayed on the flowers or boxes or sitting in 747s, you know, whatever you want to think about. Um, and I also love, so tell me about what is your work week like? So you have little ones, so you're obviously concerned about everything, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I love that you talked about that you're, you didn't want to use anything that had products on it. And of course it's unknown um, when we are dealing with, with um, imports because mm -hmm. um, they aren't regulated like we are necessarily. So tell me about your days. How does that go for you with your business? Oh, Lisa. <laughs> well, I, I teach them at home. And so um, that does allow us the flexibility, a little bit more flexibility this is our first year, so the the verdict is still out on that. Um, but so <laughs> so far so good. So there's seven, five, and then two, and um, yeah, in the trenches. It's so great though. It really is. Um, so really, the morning is the first. The morning is sort of devoted to to that, and it's the afternoons that I really get to work on it. It gets a little crazy today. You know, I have a wedding this weekend. I think I'm going to probably end up sourcing from six or seven different farms. And they, uh, to include a co-op, which um, I'm a founding member of, member of here in Northern Virginia, and that is sort of working to reduce that seven farm travel. Right, in the right. Um, but they go with me if I have a, a daily delivery, if I can work it out, because my uh, my husband is, we own a small business that, that um, he and our team do, which is in the social media realm you know, he'll come home for lunch and I'll scoot out and make my daily deliveries depending right. on the day. Every week is different. Afternoons are really where I try to, you know, protect that time. And I do have some help that, that does help as well. So yeah, I haven't quite gotten it down to let's order one day a week. Let's pick up all the flowers the next day. Let's deliver the next day. It doesn't happen that way. Hardly. It never will. Don't even set your goal there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even with structure, which I'm like very structured, I mean, every single day I'm saying, well, next week that won't happen. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and sure. it does. It really, really does. And so I want to um, I want to say that you filled out your student success form for Ellen's course. And I just want to read what you wrote because mm -hmm. you were so um, I mean, you're what you wrote is really what our goal, what our hope, what our dream is that students would take away from our courses. And so what we asked was we asked Amy, we asked all the students that fill it out, you know, um, how would you describe the course to someone? And you wrote, and I cut it a little short, informative, thorough, practical, and helpful, taught by a true subject matter expert. I mean, you just don't get better than that, right? Yeah, she really is the subject matter expert. <laughs> and it is so thorough and practical because the practical, I think you're sort of, when you 
endeavor towards sourcing locally, whether that's, you know, just a, whatever you can manage, it does feel like you're kind of just feeling around in the dark and you don't really know what the standards are or what an availability list can look like or how to move through those relationships with growers because everyone is so different. So it's really helpful. And, you know, I mean, that's got to be scary. And I really think, you know, I think it's, I don't want to say, e I don't even want to use the word easier, but it is easier for new people coming in to the industry, I think, than for people that are used to doing it a certain way for year after year to kind of figure it out. Um, I forget who I was talking to about it, but it's like how many conventional florists or event designers do you think have stuck their toe into this local sourcing pool without any support, without any guidance, had a horrible experience and said, oh my gosh, who could do this? Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, can you imagine finding your way without, I mean, yeah. really? Yeah. Um, so how do you think, I know that you've already shared that you have a lot to, that there's a lot of things she helped you with. Um, so if somebody's on the fence and thinking about, you know, is, should I take Ellen's course? How would it help me, whether I'm a newbie or maybe it's somebody that's, you know, been doing it for several years? Um, what would you say to them? Well, I think that I would say, first I would say it's the best investment in terms of figuring out if you're, if you're even considering sourcing locally, it's a, it's a, it's a, I would say it's almost a must for, for sure that it cuts out so much of what you'd be stumbling around trying to figure out on your own. I think the other thing I would say is I, you know, I don't know if you've heard, there's a little bit of a supply chain oh challenge <laughs> lately. So I think, uh, you know, I'm seeing a lot, at least in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, I'm seeing a, a, so much of, uh, so much of the turning to local, because your supply chain is so close to home and there are a lot of the, a lot of the challenges are alleviated that we're all feeling right now from vases to flowers. The flower piece at least is um, our growers come through for us in tremendous ways. Um, and I think that that alone is causing a lot of designers to sort of look, okay, I need to figure out an alternative plan. Right. Um, and so I think that's a huge motivation too for moving toward that. You know, that's one thing that we have talked about that we feel like in this, you know, I had a roundtable discussion with other people, growers and people in all the different parts of the industry. And we feel like this is the, the window of time that we have been waiting for for decades to be able to really shine, to really strut our stuff and show that we we can do this. We can deliver a great quality product. Would you say that local flowers are as good a quality, better, less, or exceed what you would get from a wholesale. Did you ever order from a wholesaler? You know, I started outsourcing locally, and the first time that I had to use a wholesaler was for uh, a wedding recently for roses. So if anybody in the Northern Virginia area wants to grow lots of roses, <laughs> you will have a market for it for sure. And there are a few that are. Um, they're just in small quantities. Yeah, I, I think it's, and I think Ellen even talked about this in the course. The quality is, there There can be a huge difference in quality 
Yeah. But also, you know, so in STEM loss and you factoring in, budgeting in whatever percentage you have to for STEM loss, there's generally less of that. They're in better shape um, because they come in buckets wrapped in rubber bands. They're not in the packets of plastic packaging or the cardboard. Um, <clears throat> I was going to say something else. Oh, just the varieties are like, I've never, I, I don't think I can imagine wholesaling dahlias. You know, there's. Yeah so many different varieties, not just interesting varieties. Like I had a grower, a good friend of, of mine, they grateful gardeners there in um, Maryland. Yeah. And they introduced me to Jules of Opar, which is like this real shimmery, like seed pod. It, um, long, they're beautiful. They're amazing. I, I don't think I would have ever, I don't think I would ever see that at a wholesaler. So quality, yes, but also variety. It's just makes your flowers a lot more interesting. And there are things that aren't going to look good, even if they are shipped like dahlias. Sure. So I want to ask you, so where did your business name come from? It came from my husband. Uh, we were, <laughs> we were driving down the road. Well, so I think, I think uh, it's kind of a play on words. What the first being I drive by flowers all the time and pull over and cut them with the clippers that are in my center console. <laughs> and he knows this. So, so that's the first part. Or I just notice things now that are growing locally. Um, and to just the idea of, and this is kind of planning for the future, but the idea that I want to make flowers as convenient as possible for right. uh, my customers to get. And, and that means ease of ordering and ease of being able to get. So ideally we'll have a, we'll have a, a retail space at some point and it will be as convenient and easy to get them their flowers sure. as possible. You know, that is just so true. That's one of the things that we talk about is as farmers, um, we really, and we're all busy. We think we're the busiest people in the world working the hardest, right? Um, but to get farmers to understand that designers and florists and even the retail customer mm -hmm. is just as busy as we are just mm -hmm. in different things. Mm -hmm. And we have got to make everything super convenient. Anybody that doubts that just stand in a busy supermarket across the building from where the flowers are and watch how many people just grab a bunch and put them in their cart. It's That's called convenience. Yeah. And it's just, it's a real reality. So I had to ask that about your name. So if you're just joining us, I am talking to Amy Cordy of Drive-By Flowers. She was, is a student of Ellen Frost of her online course, Growing Your Business with Locally Sourced Flowers. And Amy, I just thank you so much for all your wisdom of sharing just what the, I mean, nothing's better for people to hear is someone else's experience um, with you know, whether, whatever it is that you have, a, an online course or a product or a flower, right? Yeah. So tell people, I've already had somebody on Facebook here wanting to know where your website was. They want to go look at it. Tell us how people can connect with you. Yeah. So my website is uh, drivebyflowers.com, spelled exactly the way you think it would be. No hyphenations or anything. And then on Instagram, I'm at drivebyflowers. And then Facebook is drivebyflowers. Keeping it simple and easy. <laughs> Sure, sure. So, you know, are there any parting words that you would like to say to anybody that um, might be on the fence, not sure if they really want to do this or not? I mean, I'm like you. It's like it's first off, I feel like it is such a value. Everybody knows if you're in business, this is a business expense. You know, that's the first thing to know. Um, the savings and mistakes, mishap and time 
is pretty amazing. But I also feel like the confidence building to be able to figure out that, I mean, Ellen called you, right? Or you called Ellen, one of the yeah. two. It's like the support system that we have is pretty darn amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so let me just say this about the course for anybody or for all of our courses, actually. What I wanted to remind people of is enrollment only opens once a year. This is a school, meaning it's a six-week course. The course does not begin until January, but enrollment happens November 5th through the 9th, which is like this Friday for five days. Um, you enroll and then school start in January. Um, I mean, and the, the weekly Q&As are pretty priceless in my opinion. I actually went through a course, you know, outside of our group and that was perhaps for me. Um, I didn't really ask questions. I was like a silent stalker. <laughs> but didn't you find that the Q&As just were very insightful and just brought even more depth to the course? Yeah, because there are th that people are asking questions that everybody else is wondering anyways. And so yes. to be able to have that asked and the ones that I wasn't able to make the live sessions or the Facebook, there's a Facebook group, which is super helpful too, that mm -hmm. I'm still part of, that I still watch and see what Ellen's posting and the questions that people ask. Um, I really missed that. If I, if I missed that opportunity to ask questions, it was a real bummer. Um, but a lot of the times the questions were, they were ones I was wondering anyways that other people asked. So yeah, yeah. support is huge. I mean, it was a year, uh, over a year after I took the course that I'm talking to Ellen on the phone and she's helping me navigate a situation with a, with a local farmer. And it's amazing. Yeah. I think there are, to kind of answer your question about, you know, just if somebody's on the fence, I think there are, there are increasingly a million options for education these days. And that's really great. We live in like the age of information. Sometimes it's too much. It's overwhelming. Um, so you really have to be discerning with where you put your dollars and your time. But I think that uh, this is for sure worth the time and the investment of all the different places that you could put your resources toward right. education. This is at the very top of the list. And I mean, there are a wide, there's a wide range of costs associated with that education. And this is extremely reasonable. I think Becca said it um, as well. It's, it's just a lot of bang for your buck for sure. So, and so anybody that's interested in learning more, you can just go to the gardenersworkshop.com. Um, I'm actually the publisher of the course. That's kind of my part in all of this. We host it and um, hold it and take care of it for Ellen. Um, and remember, if anybody is a student of any of our online courses, that means you're a member of our family. And that means that you get a special email with a special price. So keep your eyes out for that and that'll come out on Friday. Um, but we're just really excited about this year's class. You know, each year um, it just gets richer and richer and deeper as we, I mean, the, the depth of people that are coming into it. I mean, we have so many more, florist focused or design focused people as well as the farmers that are trying to figure out how they meet your needs what do they need to do right the other side of the fence yeah. so i really appreciate you joining with me here tonight yeah I think and, so. um yeah so you're not far from me i used to when i was still traveling doing lots of lectures i bet i went to warrington and northern virginia and middleburg not middleburg mm -hmm. but 
a lot of places around you. There's a ton of garden clubs. I can think would think you would have an amazing market up there. Um, yeah. For selling lots of beautiful flowers and well, and it's helpful with the with the uh, as I'm reading through your resources for growing. I'm like she's in almost the same zone ish. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, Amy, thank you so much for joining me here tonight. And um, friends, thanks so much for dropping in and taking a listen. And I just really appreciate you, Amy, and what you're doing. And it's very, very exciting. And I can't wait to see what you do in 2022. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lisa. It was such a joy to be on here. Thank you. Thank you. How about it, y'all? Listening to other people share how they're doing it. And what they're doing just can plant so many seeds of what perhaps is something that is that could become a part of your business. Now, I have another conversation for you. And this one is Sue of Creekside Growers in Michigan. And actually, along with her right-hand um, worker, Kelly, and... You know, Sue has had a garden center and a greenhouse business um, for a couple of decades. And then um, she was really craving, um, you know, the big difference I often say to people between flower farmers and what most other people in the horticulture world do is other people, other areas of horticulture, whether you're growing um, <clears throat> bedding plants or trees or perennials or whatever to sell, you're kind of only involved in one part of it. And that's exactly what Sue was craving. She wanted to go from that to being a part of the whole story, like how we start from seed and grow the plant and harvest the flowers and then typically do something with the flowers, right? And so that led Sue in 2016 to start growing some cut flowers. Then she brought Kelly on board. And Kelly, as Sue describes it, Sue is kind of like the business person, um, grower, organizer. And Kelly is the one that is, they do all kinds of workshop. They also do day-to-day -day deliveries. They do, they sell to florists. Um, they do DIYs. And so you can go to their website and see that they are just involved in a lot of different ways with their flowers, trying to get their business up and growing. And I will tell you that Kelly's a little firecracker in marketing. And she was talking about that for the last 68 days, every day she's been making, if I understood her correctly, flower crowns, and she wears them home and wears them out trying to draw attention, make people smile, bring happiness, spread joy. And these two are like a dynamic duo. So let's take a listen to our clubhouse conversation um, of myself and Ellen even chimed in on this conversation. Let's take a listen um, to Sue and Kelly and what they're doing there at Creekside Growers in Michigan. Hi, Sue. Welcome to Clubhouse. Hi, how are you? 
I am very, very good. So I'm glad you found your way here. It's kind of a very different platform when you've um, not been around. Jesse, that's one reason I have Jesse here is to help me with um, the, the mechanics of doing all of this. But we're just really excited to hear from you today. And so everybody, so Sue, test, pronounce your last name for me so I don't kill it. Okay. Yep. It's Dykstra. Very Dutch, so it's Dykstra. Dykstra. Okay. So, friends, we have Sue Dykstra here um, from Creekside Growers and Flower Farm, and I am just so excited to hear from her. You know, when we line these things up, I then go to work learning more about what these folks are doing, and I'm just learning so much about people. And, Sue, I have to tell you, I am just so impressed with all that you're doing. So I'd like for you to kind of introduce yourself, tell people where you are and what it is you're doing there. Sure. I'm happy to do that. So um, I am Sue Dykstra and I am the owner of the greenhouse and the flower farm. And um, we are in Middleville, uh, Michigan which is uh, probably the biggest town near us is Grand Rapids. So we're just about 20 miles um, south of there. And actually, I'm just going to clarify, the, the person you normally see in all the pictures is actually a gal that works for me, and her name is Kelly. And she's the creative one with the wreaths um, and the, uh, the flower crowns. So that's Kelly, and she's actually here today if anyone has to, wants to ask her any questions. But... Um, I've owned the greenhouse uh, for uh, 22 years. I worked at another greenhouse 10 years prior to that. And we really started um, getting into the cut flower industry. Um, probably I started five, six years ago. And we're just really starting to find our way in that right now. And thank you for saying that because, you know, when I got to your about page, on your website. I thought, oh, that's Kelly. That's not Sue. <laughs> so I apologize if I misrepresented anybody. Um, but yeah, it looks like y'all are just doing such amazing things. So tell us, first off, what led you? Um, so it sounds like you've been in the garden center greenhouse kind of business for a couple of decades. What led you to start your interest in growing cut flowers and um, moving towards this local sourcing movement? Um, okay, yeah. So I, my favorite part of the garden center greenhouse is actually the growing. I'm the one that does the ordering and the scheduling and what we're going to grow and all that. So um, I really enjoyed this start to finish product. And then, you know, with the greenhouse, it goes out the door and then the customer takes it home and I don't really see what happens with it. So I started feeling like in the summer, I really want to do some more growing and see how that, um, you know, finish out that flower and then, you know, how I could use it. So I um, started doing that and um, grew the cut flower side of it. And then I knew I needed some help with the um, arranging of it and the designing of it. And then that's where I brought Kelly in. She's very creative, as you can see. Um, so basically, um, that's how it started. And I really um, moved towards the local side of it after I just did it for a while. And I saw how it was really out of sync with what the industry was doing. And the more we tried to, you know, get into it, 
it just it wasn't meshing. You know, it wasn't meshing with people buying things in from wholesale. And we kind of thought, why? What, what's going on here? So we really started investigating the local and why it's important. And we're all in on that. Yeah, I um, was looking. Your website is really amazing, too. So um, I will just say the website is creeksidegrowers.com, correct? Yes. Because people are going to want to go over there and look. And so one of the things that, um, you know, that I see over and over again on your website is your reference to community, which you have mentioned here this morning. And I mean, don't you feel like you're such an experienced business person? Don't you feel like it's just that relationship that builds community is just kind of, it's a natural evolution when we're using local product, right? I mean, you're selling local people stuff to local people and it just kind of snowballs from there. Do you think? Yeah, for sure. Like some of the ways, because we have a garden center, we also have some space and we have space that we can utilize through the summer after we've sold most of our, you know, greenhouse products. So that's where we do some of our events and bring the community in and help, them to get their hands on the cut flowers and work with the cut flowers. So we have, um, we've had um, after school with kids come in, we've had daycares come in and we let the kids get right out there and cut the flowers. And then they get to take a vase home. We have dinners in the garden to let people see and we kind of talk about, you know, why it's important. And we kind of always, you know, are pushing the local. And we also have design classes that people come to and we totally explain the whole um, industry and why it's so important to, to uh, support local and to understand all that's involved when you don't buy local. And so many people just respond saying, well, we didn't even know that was an option to, you know, get local flowers. Right. I mean, I think that you've nailed it is when you're educating people, it's just that people don't know. It's not that they necessarily choose to not go local. They just don't even realize where the flowers come from, like from another country most often. Um, and so that is just really so great. So I'd like to hear more about the services that you guys offer. Um, I see that you do workshops. So do you all do full service weddings or do you do, I see that you do DIY and a la carte. Um, so what kind of services do you provide actually using the flowers just for people to get a really good idea of kind of the scope? of what your local flower sourcing and growing is, um, what you do with them. Yeah, we don't do full service weddings. Um, and that's by choice. Uh, we are so busy, you know, doing greenhouse work and all that, that we, and you know, that takes so much commitment from us that we don't want to spend the rest of the time, you know, spending all our weekends doing weddings, but we are happy to do, um, we will do some, uh, you know, bouquets and corsages and boutonnieres. And then, of course, we have the uh, do-it-yourself buckets that we really promote. Uh, we also do delivery. Um, we have on our website where you can purchase and we do seasonal um, vase bouquets for delivery. We do um, our design classes. And when we have our dinners, um, one of the big things is we do... Um, 
uh, we do a, where the people can take home a vase of flowers that's called a flower bar. And we have all our flowers set out and the guests as they're having their dinner, they get to make a vase and take it home with them. That's included in the dinner. And so there's just uh, uh, so many areas that we, we do have a U-cut also. And we do try to provide um, to the florist an event. And um, we have been able to connect pretty well with event um, designers. Florists, we're still trying to find that niche. We've worked with some, and we would like that area to grow, but we think that will happen in time. Lisa, are you having some trouble with your connection? Nope, I was muted and didn't realize it. Sorry. Thank okay. you, Jess. That's okay. So, Sue, tell us about your growing size. Like, what size did you start out growing? Like, back when you leaped into cut flowers in 2016, I think it was. What did you start with, and where are you today? And what type of stuff are you growing? Well, we, um, I started with a, just kind of a small patch back behind the greenhouse, a couple rows of mostly your uh, farmer market flowers. And um, now we've probably got a good um, over a half acre outside on two different spots. And then we have another area where we have 500 peonies and another area where we have shrubs for cut woodies, you know, for cynthias and hydrangeas and all that. That's in another spot. And then inside, we are able to use the space that becomes um, open once we sell all our flowers for the garden center. So um, we have quite a few different areas and that we have a large space behind the store that that's where we hold our dinners and our events. And then the other ones are ones we just personally use to, to cut flowers. So we, we do um, try to grow a little bit more unique and original ones that florists and event designers can't maybe get shipped in because that's our biggest uh, opposition right now is we do have a wholesaler very close in our vicinity. So they can get a lot of the normal things. So we are trying to grow, we do grow your normal dahlias and that kind of thing, but we're also trying like dragon wing begonias and, and uh, the rose lilies. Uh, we have a beautiful crop of heirloom mums right now. So things that don't necessarily ship real well. Sure. And I, I can tell you that a burning question in a lot of people's minds right now is how big of a staff do you have? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, right now it's me and Kelly and we do work very hard. Um, once I have a larger staff when it's garden center season and the garden center is open. But once that, you know, is pretty much done in June, it's pretty much me and Kelly and we work, you know, very, very hard. So, Kelly, let's get you to jump into this conversation. So, yeah. um, so tell us what fill in any blanks that maybe she skipped over just um, that about your business, just to give people a really great snapshot of what you girls are doing out there with local flowers. Yeah, um, I guess. As far as like the community aspect, you bringing that up earlier, that's kind of one of my favorite things in that and uh, trying to educate not only just our small local com community in Middleville by having them come to our greenhouse, but as we try to make connections with these florists who are maybe 20 miles away or whatnot in Grand Rapids or 
um, working out of their homes at different parts around, uh, really trying to instill that kind of like community thing, community with them as well, letting them know that we're, we're here for them, uh, not just here for ourselves. Um, we're doing this for more than just ourselves. So um, the community aspect is, again, really huge with us. And I guess as far as some of our like design things, um, honestly, we're still kind of new in all of this and we haven't really had tons, tons of opportunities to do stuff yet. And so we're still kind of just trying to get our names out in that. Um, I like to design things, you know, just all the time. And I might say, hey, look at going out for this wedding, you know. When in actuality, I just made it to take a picture, but you got to try to get them out there somehow. And part of me sometimes is scared that by us designing things, we're like creating some type of competition with the florists. But so we're trying to find like how we do that. How do we show we're not in competition with you? We actually want you to do the designing, but we like to show what can be designed with our flowers too so um that's a good point um and you know um i'm really interested in hearing what led you two girls to ellen's course growing your business with local flower sourcing and how it helped you and how it may have had impact on your business sure well i um, you know, I've been in this business for a long time, but I truly believe that we need to keep educating ourselves. Um, things change, what people want change, um, flowers change. So I always try to take some classes and I actually followed, um, Lisa, I followed the gardener's workshop and just kind of followed, was starting to find out who I should be following so we could expand and kind of learn, learn the ropes of cup flowers. And so Lisa was one that I was following and she posted the classes and I have taken uh, quite a few of the classes, but Ellen's was one that actually Kelly and I, cause it started in January and we're already working in the greenhouse. We kind of listened together. And so we've both taken it in and we both gotten different things from it. But it, to be honest, it was just an awesome class. We are so glad we found it and we learned so much and we are, we are using many of the things that she suggested. Oh, well, that is so good to hear. And I've just invited Joan up to ask her question. Um, so Joan, if you accept and come up, just mute yourself um, until, we, until there's a little break that we can get your question. Um, so Jesse, do you have any questions on the back channel? No, at the moment, I don't have anybody back there asking questions for Lisa or Sue, but I would invite everyone in case you joined a little late, you know, you're welcome to uh, send me, if you're not able to come up on stage, um, you can send me a text message um, in the back channel here, and that's with the paper airplane icon at the bottom of the screen there. And if you click that and then put my name in, you can send me your question and I can ask on your behalf. So thanks. Thank you, Jesse. All right, so Joan, why don't you unmute yourself and ask your question? Okay, I have status out in my um, beds and it looks really nice. And we are going to have cold weather. I'm in Ohio, 6A. And can I transplant that? It's right in my regular 
uh, warm su summer beds, and but it looks so good. I was, and it hasn't bloomed yet. Is is that a possibility or not? When did you plant it? Late July. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know that you need to transplant it, but I mean, status is a cool flower. So, and we know that it's winter hardy to zone seven. So it's not known to be hardy in your winter hardiness zone, but it would definitely be worthy. Um, to try, you know, I would give it a little protection, you know, some hoops and row covers just to break the wind and give it a little bit of extra heat during the day. Um, but I don't know that I would move it this late because you're probably already pretty cool there, aren't you? Yeah, it's just yeah. real cold. So. Yeah, so I think if you're going to try to save it, then I would definitely do it in um, the bed leave it where it is. It's established. To uproot it now and move it would probably not work out very well. But thanks for coming up and asking. Thank you. Have a good day. Hi, Ellen. Thanks for coming. Hi, everyone. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes. Oh, I'm like, um, I'm out on deliveries and I pulled over on the side of the road and I was like, I'm going to just hop on here and multitask. Well, good for you. Thank you so much for joining us. And it's been really interesting to talk to Kelly and Sue about what they're doing out here in Michigan. Yeah, I loved Kelly. I think you said that um, you were posting pictures and saying it was going out for a wedding, but really it was just for you to take a picture of. That is like so smart marketing. It's like fake it till you make it marketing. And I do that stuff all the time. So good for you. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. We finally Good. got a couple people to order um, flower crowns after all this, you know? Great. So um, if you haven't seen, I think I'm on day 68 today. I'll be making one later of uh, making <laughs> them in a row. And, you know, I, so I keep telling people, like, come on, we're doing this because you can do it too, you know? That is so awesome. Tell me about that, Kelly. So you've been every day for, you're on day 68. So every day you've been making an arrangement or a flower crown or tell us what you're doing. Yeah. I, um, I decided a little while back that wearing a flower crown home would be fun. I, I mean, I just, I'm kind of a silly person, I guess anyways. So I don't mind just putting that on and, you know, going home and stopping at the store, wearing it kind of like to just see people's reactions. And I thought, you know what, this makes me smile and laugh at myself and I want to just, try to do that, bring a little bit more joy to myself and everyone else every day. And so far, I've pretty much actually done it every day for 68 days now. And uh, yeah, I, I use only products grown here at Creekside, whether it's uh, fresh or dried, uh, except for the few days I have off, I pick from my uh, little backyard garden at home. Um, so it's kind of cool it's one way that i can show again show customers show florists designers a little bit of the product that we have here and hope that they see something that catches their eye and will ask about it i think that is so smart because um that is one of the things that i've i hear from people that we look at on social media that we think oh look how successful they are but when you talk to them about their story, they're doing exactly what you're talking about, Kelly. I mean, they're, they had to do that. This is part of the journey 
to get known to, you don't ever really have what's called a breakthrough, right? I mean, you don't just all of a sudden one day become famous. It's from doing okay. this kind of stuff every single day. Wouldn't you say, Ellen? Sorry, I had to unmute. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, that is, I, I when we started, I mean, I remember like distinctly, like setting up what I thought was like a photo shoot on my friend's front lawn with like a bed sheet and like two dozen tulips. And I thought, well, this is, this is what I got. So let's try to make, make do with what I have. And, you know, like we made little postcards of those designs, little pictures and handed them out to people. And yeah, everybody, everybody's hustling to try to, you know, get the word out there and um, show people what you can do. So yeah, kudos to you for getting out there and making it happen. <laughs> so Kelly, um, how do you feel about what I guess I'm just thinking in, to myself? Um, Ellen's course focuses so much on relationships and community. Um, do you feel like that is it sounds to me like that's a lot of what you guys are doing out there, trying to reach and touch people. And do you think that her course had impact, um, has had impact to help give you guys the confidence to do some of these things? I think definitely for, for the most part, I mean, you're, all, I think always just like a little shy to step out there and do something new, but we were just kind of talking about it this morning. Like, figuring out you know actually starting doing the cut flowers but then figure figuring out why you're actually doing it for for the reasons like why in the world are 80 percent of flowers at, in you know in the united states not from the united states you know um just all, all of the all of the research that ellen did to go and put into that class for her you know, all her research and knowledge, I think is something that, you know, someone who is just working at working at their greenhouse or where, you know, in their farm, 60, 80 hours a week, they don't have time to do all that research. So what, one thing that I think is really cool is that she did it for us. And so it's like, even if, if you have that seed in you, you know, of, okay, I know kind of why I want to do it then to hear the like, yes, this is why I want to do it. And then now know how to share that with someone else. It's like, you know, basically she gives you, gives you those, you know, all that research, all that knowledge that it's kind of like you already knew it, but you didn't know it and that you can share it with others. And so I think that was like kind of the hugest part because I don't, I don't have time to go home and read and study up on all this stuff at night. So um, I'm, I'm so thankful that she had it all right there for us. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And, um, you know, realizing that we don't have, I mean, when you become a business owner, right, you can't do everything yourself. That's part of taking that step from being a self-employed person that's created a job for themselves versus starting a business 
where you're going to involve other people, team members, and beyond. You have to realize that you're not expected, nor can you do it all. So I think that that is um, really smart. And the thing that I think you just said um, is, I think it's early in the course that Ellen has you figure out what is the why? Why are you doing this? Why are you choosing local? What's the what is the your driving force? And once you figure that out, it kind of doesn't make the rest of it easy. It's just you you can figure it out so much better when you actually know why you're going about doing it, right? Right. And I think in in that like Um, well, like Sue, I grew up with her, her kids and, um, I didn't, but they were all in 4-H and showed animals at the, at the fair, sold them. And, um, so like that whole community type thing, like buying, you know, food at the local county fair, um, this, this was like something that we kind of try to explain to like our customers. Um, my last job right before this was working at, a local bakery in Grand Rapids for about 12 years where, I mean, I had customers that came in five days a week and I saw them buying their breakfast every morning. Like the community in that and why they came there was because they got a better product, but also because of the relationships. But so I think like with that, we do care about, you know, we do have care for a lot of the environmental sides of that. And it's great to know that knowledge, but uh, I think a huge part of it is just like the community, you know, you, you want to go buy your, um, you know, local Turkey at the local Turkey farm because you want to support them. And that, and just like, you know, where, you know, where it's coming from, you know, it's the best because you know, the people you're getting it from. And so we're just trying to and, and that's really popular. People love going to the farmer's market. They love going to, you know, local restaurants and local restaurants use local food. But around here, it's very, it's not common that a florist, you know, thinks the same as a restaurant chef where I want the best local, you know, meat. Uh, florist is, they're not really thinking I want the best local And I guess I want to add to that is that I think the biggest thing I got from Ellen's class is that, you know, there are a lot of teachers out there. Once you become a cut flower person, they'll teach you, you know, how to, you know, a lot of what Lisa does. And that's awesome. And that's needed. And I've taken those classes. But with Ellen's class, I think she taught me more to be an educator, to educate our florists, to educate our customers, to educate them why. And I think there's a difference between between teaching it and being an educator. And that's what we try to focus on. And I think we learned so much through Ellen's class of the what and the why. And it's been so helpful that we feel pretty confident in being able to educate others in that. And, you know, what I wanted to follow up with what Kelly just said, that she said that the local florists don't seem to be wanting, you know, local products like the local chefs. Well, let me just tell you, Kelly, you keep after what you're doing and it won't be long. They're going to start realizing that. That's That's our goal. That's our goal. And it will, it sounds like you're doing all the pieces. And so I just wanted um, just to say briefly for a second, and then we'll let you, Sue and Kelly, let you guys, um, if you have any ending words that you want to say to anybody about whether they should or shouldn't take this course. Um, Ellen's course, the name of the course is Florist School Online, Growing Your Business with Local Flowers 
sourcing. And you can find more information about it at thegardenersworkshop.com. And you can go over there and read about the course and read the syllabus. Um, And you can actually listen to the syllabus. Ellen and I did a great podcast where she and I I will. I said the name, and she told us what each session was about. Um, and you can learn more about our online courses. Um, enrollment is November fifth through ninth, and then the class does not start until the beginning of January, and then it runs for six weeks. You get a live. Q&A coaching session with Ellen every week, which means if there's any question that you have that's not covered in the course material content, you can ask Ellen, as well as we have an optional closed Facebook group where you can connect with your classmates who are amazing supporters, as well as connect with Ellen during school, but there's even more. Even after school, we have an alumni closed Facebook group for her group that you can become a part of, which means six months or a year down the line, you know, when your business is developing and you now have new questions, you can still connect um, and ask those questions and be a part of a group that's doing such, that's got the same focus that you do. So the class is $495, um, and it only opens for enrollment once a year for five days, and they start on Friday. Um, So, you know, the thing I always say to people is, what I say to myself, and I now say to people is, okay, if I don't do this, what am I going to do to change my business the next year so that next year at this time, my business has grown or changed or I'm doing something new. Um, That's the way I kind of look at education. I'm like Sue that I just, I mean, we just don't know what we don't know and you don't know until you leap. And um, this, this course is for farmer florist, event designers, florist shop owners, and we even recommend it for flower growers to not only learn about the customers that you're selling to, the marketing and building community, I feel is just so relevant to anybody that is in the cut flower food chain, as I like to call it. If you're if you're touching flowers or moving flowers, there's relevance for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Sue, I guess, Ellen, I'll ask you first. Is there anything you'd like to offer or say? Or she may be back on the road. Nope, there she is. Um, yeah, thanks. Um, no, I would just say, uh, if anybody has questions, you know, feel free to message me. I'm happy to answer questions if you're thinking about, um, joining the class and, um, yeah, it's a class I'm really proud of. And I do think it, it has the capacity to, um, I don't know, set you up for real success in the coming years. So, uh, I hope you'll consider taking it. Thank you, Ellen. All right, Sue and Kelly, give us our offering words for that person that's sitting on the fence, not sure if it's for them. Well, I'm, I, um, if you're that person, I have taken many classes over the years. And to be honest, some I've been disappointed in. You know, you spend the money and you leave there going, what did I actually learn? That's not the case with Ellen's class or any of them that Lisa puts on. But 
Um, it is not the case. There's information. And the, I took the very first class and it kind of came out that she was talking to Flor, uh, Floris. Well, I signed up for the class thinking, well, I kind of want to get in the Floris head. I want to know what she's going to tell them to be looking for, what she's going to be, you know, educating them with. And so I kind of just came in and thought, well, I'll, I'll be on the other side and kind of hear what she has to say, but I learned so much. I go back and look at the material all the time when we find, you know, okay, she talks a lot about finding your people. And to me, when you have a, when you have a discouraging moment that you've met with someone and they are not responsive, like you just, she's taught us, they're not your people. And so we found some of our people we have, and we understand that. And that's, you know, a gauge that we go by. So even just, you know, we've learned so much and I just would really encourage you if at all um, to, we need more educators. We need more people on the side of, of, telling people why it's important instead of, you know, yeah, you love to cut, uh, grow cut flowers, but, you know, we need those educators out there of explaining it um, to people of why it's so important. Yeah, I agree with that, that as well. I think the class was really, really beneficial. Um, and I think it would be coming from any standpoint as a florist, as a grower, um, as a farmer florist, somebody doing both, like, uh, it just gives you a lot of good information to understand each other. And I mean, if between florists and farmers, we got to be building relationships in order to do any of this. And so kind of just like Sue said, it really, um, Ellen really just describes her whole process, which we can all see is a success, um, that, uh, you can really see the, the relationships built between her and the growers. And I mean, her story is a, is a story worth mimicking and building on, you know, um, and looking to as encouragement, build your own, build your own business. Thank you so much, Kelly and Sue for joining us here. Jesse, how are you there on the back channel? Are you good to go? Yes, we are good to go. So Sue and Kelly, I just appreciate so much y'all taking the time out of your busy schedule to, to share your experience with Ellen's course and to join us here today. Um, I just really, I'm just loving, and you know, I learned something new from every discussion that I have um, with other people in business. And what I learned from you guys today is that Ellen teaches you to be a teacher. And that is so true. I had never thought about that. And that's exactly right. We need more of them. We need a lot. We need an army of them. And we're getting there. We're starting the tsunami. We're starting the wave. So yeah. thank you all so very, very much. And friends, I'll see you again next Wednesday at one o'clock right here on the Flower Farmer Show. And um, can't wait to see you again. Thank yeah, you, Jesse. Thanks, Lisa. You're so welcome. Thanks, Jess. Thank you. Have a good day, everyone. Yes. Ciao. Was I kidding, friends? There is just no end to the opportunities and the ways that you can grow a cut flower business. As I now call it, the food chain of cut flowers. There's just so many different ways. And, you know, I I asked Amy and Sue to speak out about 
what their experience was with um, Ellen's course and, and how it helped them because they're in very different, they're coming from different directions, right? You know, Amy being a designer who is sourcing locally only and then Sue and Kelly that are doing several different, um, you know, they're growing and serving their community in a different way. And it was just very interesting to me to hear um, what they had to say. And I tell you what I love about what Sue said is that Ellen is an amazing teacher and she's teaching other people how to teach and educate people about local flowers. And that was one of those pivotal moments for me where I thought I hadn't even thought of it that way, right? I hadn't even considered that Ellen is training the troops. And as a flower farmer, that is very exciting to me. That is very exciting that there is someone out there gathering people and leading them to spread the word about what we're doing and why it's so wonderful and how it's used to be the way it was done and how we moved away from it for crazy reasons. And I just, I'm so excited about all of this, y'all. I mean, I do feel like I am just carrying the banner of opening people's eyes and just really helping to spread that word. And, you know, Ellen, to teach you to teach the what and why, and we need more teachers is exactly what Sue said, and I have to agree. If you need, um, if you'd like to learn more about Ellen's course, if you happen to be hearing this, um, her, normally her enrollment is um, in early November. It's only open for five days a year. This class doesn't start until the 1st of January, and it's six weeks long. Um, every week you get um, multiple sessions loaded into your online library. It's several hours a week. You watch them at your pace. However, we recommend that you watch them um, the week that you get them if possible because then you have a follow-up Q&A live coaching session with Ellen um, the end of that week before the next class is put into your course library. And if you're not familiar with our courses, what you need to know is you own those sessions forever. You can go back and watch them as many times as you want, which is essential as our businesses grow and develop. You get new situations where you didn't really catch that portion of the sessions because that wasn't where you were when you were listening to it, right? But there's even more, y'all. We do have optional closed Facebook groups that not only go with the, there's one that's for live school. When you're in school, Ellen's in there in the trenches with you. Your classmates are there um, where you can support and um, network with each other. And then Ellen is in there answering questions. Um, and then after school is over, you get moved into the alumni closed Facebook group, if you'd like. And that is all the previous classes. And y'all, that is an amazingly supportive networking group. Not only that, 
but Ellen's continues to drop in and out of there. Um, I don't know if you caught Amy talking about that she's an, a year away from going through the class and she's in communication with Ellen. Um, that's what sets our courses apart is the continued support, um, not only from your classmates, but from your instructor. And we have really built our, um, our method to really be there to help people. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get more professional cut flower um, growers, designers, florists, all sourcing locally, just like it used to be, y'all. So friends, go on over to thegardenersworkshop.com and I just can't wait to see you in school. And um, we really appreciate your support. And if you're enjoying my podcast. I'd love for you to share it with your friends, review it, um, and all of that helps us. So friends, until we meet again, I'm signing off. Ciao.